Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Tim of all ages, welcome back to another episode of the Teal Podcast. I am your host, as always, Alex Teal, alongside me, the Inside of the Insiders. <gasps> Tyler Keel. The New England Patriots are Super Bowl champs! Woo! You know, did I tell you my theory about that? What? That, that Tom Brady is legitimately a goat turned human? No, he's a lamb. Get that lamb out of here! Oh my god. He's, he's full on lamb, bro. <laughs> he's, he's but no, full, my theory he's was. Full scale lamb. My theory was somehow, some way, a fan was going to storm the field during warm ups and injure Tom Brady. That way, the LA Rams were going to win, but Tom Brady wouldn't lose. That's true. I, I get your that, point. Because I didn't want Tom Brady to lose, but I didn't want the Patriots to win. Again. Well, I do get your point. Well, yeah. You know, it's going to be a bummer when he does retire because you're going to be like, oh, man, what are we supposed to do now? It's 2076. Dude, think about how crap the Patriots are going to be. Well, because Belichick's going to have to retire. No, I think Belichick's going to retire first before Brady. Belichick's going to have a heart attack before he retires. He, no, he's going to have a stroke. He's going to get str- his, his face is going to just freeze up so much and just not move that people are like, Bill, are you having a stroke? Uh, you're, no, you're, no, you won't you're be right. able to tell because he just won't move. The Patriots are going to get like some first round draft pick, and then during camp, like he's going to be like a what defi- first round draft pick? They don't de- need a first round draft pick. Well, they always ha- pick thirty first or thirty second. They're going to have some like prospect or whatever. He's a defensive end. He's supposed to be all a this defensive that, end and the that other. played for Delaware State Tech. <laughs> sure, and. Belichick's going to expect so much out of him, but all in, in like training camp and everything. Timothy Johnson, why aren't you running fast? And he's I'm just going to have a stroke. <laughs> I'm a kicker. He's just going to stroke it out. Gustowski, and he's going to be gone. Gustowski, I did not know that Gustowski is like the leading point getter of all time of the New England Patriots. Who? This guess not, the kicker, Gustowski. Well, yeah, kickers are really good but at scoring But I thought Vinatieri still had that record. Jeez, it had been that long? Yes. It's so long. Dude, think about all the teams that Vinatieri's played for. You mean, no, it's just New England and Indianapolis. It's just, it's just been so long since he left. Because don't forget, he played... Uh, no, 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 not, not, excuse me. I didn't, I meant, I didn't mean to see uh, teams. I meant to say seasons. Yeah, I'm trying to think, because about, what was it, 05 when he left to go to... Because he won Super Bowl 41 with Indianapolis. Yes. And he won Super Bowl 39 with the Patriots. So it's either the year before or the year at, right? Because Super Bowl 40 was the year in uh, Seattle, or Seattle. Seattle lost to Pittsburgh. Um, gosh, what a boring game. <laughs> Thank goodness I was drinking a lot oh of beer. Oh my, God. Did, did you hear Trey Wingo's thing about on the Wingo? Trey Wingo he went needs off. to get off anything. Dude, stick to your one hour NFL Live a week or a day and come well, off he it. Had, no, it's not even just NFL Live. He has like the morning show with Golik anymore because it's not Mike and Mike. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's the goal. It's the Golik and Wingo show. That's a that's a but childhood he, disheartener right there. I see what I watch in the mornings. Well, now it's before like, NHL Network was a legitimate thing. Well, now it's I think uh, Mike, well, not Golik, but the other Mike. He does. Uh, yeah, he does something else. He does the morning show with like what's her name, and then the other guy, and then the Susie other guy. Colder? Maybe uh, I, don't I don't know anymore. ESPN, I don't, watch, I don't yeah. watch too much ESPN. I don't have time for that. ESPN's a gong show. Except, oh, except for they it do. is not a gong show. No, you want to know why? Because they're going to get the TV rights to the NHL. You can. Whoop, whoop. Yeah. Oh gosh, dude. I'm. I'm not ready. That would be. I'm not ready for that. At least they're going to be. At least like the NHL, they're going to be put on ESPN. I just well, they're or on ESPN too. I'm not ready for it because I don't. At they, least they won't be put on ESPN Deportes. You're going to have Greg Wyshynski be your head guy, and I love Greg to death. He's a great guy, but you can't have one person. That's all ESPN has. I'm sure. Don't say Barry Melrose either. That ship has long sailed. 
Also, I'm pretty sure there'll be a, f- a few guys that pr- probably jump ship. They'll have to hire people. They'll have to bring in people. How much do you want to bet Doc Emmerich goes to ESPN? Um, how long is his contract yearly or is it? I don't even know. I have to figure out because because Brock Eddie Olchuk's contract, if I remember correctly. Well, he's with NBC. He's with NBC, but he works with NBC Chicago, so therefore he's yes. under NBC. So that's why he can work the national games. And then so, potentially he could go from NBC to Chicago to just Fox Sports Chicago, right? Or whatever they call it. Is he's, your mic working? I think so. Speak louder. Ah. Okay, that's okay. Sorry. Ha! I gotcha. I don't know if you're just speaking quietly, but your levels are down today. That's what I was like. But let's get into some stuff here. News! So, oh, wait, wait, wait. Before we get to that. What? Before, if you want to talk about the news we're about to talk about. Not ah, worried. yes. Be sure to use the hashtag TKP. Hashtag TKP. And tweet us at the Kill Podcast. At on what we think about. Austin Matthews will be a Maple Leaf for at least five more years. For a ridiculous amount of money. Well, okay, well, let's go over this here first. Uh, so, so earlier today, Austin Matthews signed a contract. Um, if you don't have a Twitter or social media or do not follow anyone in the NHL, then uh, you probably don't know Yes, that Austin Matthews signed for five years, five years starting next year, $11.634 million AAV. No, it's 11.63. 634. Are you sure? Cat Friendly is saying 11.63. Flat. Someone said 634. I'm looking, I'm looking at Cat Friendly right now. Okay, it's 11.63. So 11.63. Around there. With uh, that being a total of $58.17 million. So, uh, let's break down the contract here before we dissect it and analyze it. So, first of all, the biggest thing that you were misdreated, because Chris Johnson said there was going to be performance bonuses, making the number lower. Right, that's what he reported earlier in the day, and then Elliot Friedman came shot out. Shot it down. <laughs> shot it down. Shot it down like a clay pigeon in the field. Something will be announced soon, but... I'm hearing 11.63 or 11.64 somewhere. There, Bob McCann said 11.5, 11.7, but then initially, then the report came out. So the AAV, like I said, 11.63, the cap hits 11.63, zero performance bonuses, zero. That means he could score 50, he could score 20, he makes the same. Which, if you're Austin Matthews, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's a good, a good call on your part because you may have may get injured one year. Well, you or you might just have a year where a lot of your points come from assists or something like that. Well, and it doesn't matter then. You still get points, but you don't get as you don't produce as much. So, but similar to Johnny T's contract, it is a f- not front I can't say front loaded. I mean, it is sort of front loaded because it does drop off a little bit in terms of yearly how much he makes. It's not as but, bad. But it is front loaded as in he doesn't make as much. Let's put it this way. J- uh, Trevor Moore is going to be making more during the season than Austin Matthews. <laughs> Correct. However, Austin Matthews, a lot of his contract, kind of similar to what Chris Johnson said. He, Chris Johnson was hearing performance bonuses, what we're seeing through cap friendly signing, signing bonuses. You get so he's making- 15.2 the first two years, 9.7 the third, and 7.2 the remaining two. And that's with and base salaries only going up to seven hundred and fifty thousand each year. So seven hundred next, seven hundred next year, the year after, seven hundred fifty for the last three years. So that buys him. So that'll make give him and a no movement clause in that last year, and because the year after that will be he'll be a UFA, of course. Correct. So uh, this is kind of so. Let's at least that gives him a lot of power without with not being able to be traded at the deadline, which I don't think the Maple Leafs would. But then again, at the same time. Who knows what the Maple Leafs are going to be like in five years? Uh, exactly. So, and now, I mean, with Nylander signed, Tavares signed, now you have Matthews. Now, obviously, the only one's Marv. We'll get to that later. But let's look at this contract here. 
you have Matthews signed for five years, and everyone was pointing at eight. Everyone's pointing at Max. And guess what? If Matthews had been on the same pace he was at the beginning of the season, you may be looking at a few more dollars and cents in that contract, which makes this makes well, now Marner's contract now, a little hold, bit tighter. Now, hold on there. I, what I've been hearing is the reason why they went shorter term is because they wouldn't have to be paying for UFA years. Correct, which would make, so obviously that, would pay for a lot more which is why the McDavid contract is so outrageous. Right. So if you think about it this way, well, not you're, you're, ta- you're, taking, world, th- you're taking three years off the contract instead of adding $3 million each year. Right. And that's why it's, I mean, let's be honest, at the end of five years, this is where I say the Leafs have entered the window. It's a wider window than most teams. Right. Most teams have ever been in. You're going to have Nylander for a long time, Tavares for a long time, Matthews and Marner for a long time. This is the window. They it's kind of it's kind of like the window that the Detroit Red Wings had um, around the change of the millennium or whatever around around 2000, around 2000. 2000. so yeah 97 Sal- 98 obviously the salary cap wasn't was very absent for them no pun if no offense uh, but sorry, it's, sorry, it's still the kind of same situation where you have an all star team and you have a multiple multiple year window correct so unfortunately we're able to win it once anyways long story short back to the Leafs this Lou Lamorell had built the house. Kyle Dubas built the window. Yeah? No? Um, Solid? No? Lou Lamarillo put up the drywall, and Kyle Dubas cut out the window. Exactly. And this is the window they're in. Carved out. So this is why you have, if you put him in five years, you gotta win in five years now. Because let's be honest, if Matthews keeps progressing like he is, at the end of that five-year deal, that 11.63 is going to look like a gosh darn steal. Well, which is another reason why potentially this is a f- only a five-year deal because after this, he has a no-move clause. And then in his last year. That's, his, just, that's his, the last in, season. In his last year. So even if Toronto wanted to like maybe trade him off or whatever, they couldn't. They'd have to do it where – before. Before. Where he would still have a year of term left. And now every all these fans are like, what do you mean we're going to trade? No, I'm okay. Calm down. And, we're, just saying, we're just saying hypothetically. And – if all goes to quote unquote plan, Austin Matthews goes out his fifth year and is a UFA, he can sign for as much as what the going rate he is. He can for go his play for his hometown, Arizona Coyotes, if they, they're still there. <laughs> and if they could afford it. Well, actually, I don't Hey, you know what? They make the playoffs this year. That's going to buy him five more years in the league. <laughs> so there you go. Well, yeah. And then they're going to get Tavares, or not Tavares, Matthews. Yeah, they're going to somehow they're going to trade from Tavares and Matthews, and Arizona's going to become the super team. Matthew Kachuk and Jeremy Roenick and Nikolai Heavy Bullen. Hey, uh, they got the jerseys back. They got the sweaters back. I'm okay with that. Uh, how, how many? Can you look up the standings? I just want. I just want to know how many points there. The stand. Well, the standings have been ridiculous as of late, but yeah, Anaheim is still two points behind. We will. Uh, the Chicago Blackhawks are this close to making the playoffs, and Brent Seabrook is not going to get a momentum class. Anyway, sorry. Back to the farm. So the funny thing is now, Alex. Here's what we have to say. I'm, I'm going to say two points about this. One, if the production ever goes down, we can never make fun of the McDavid dry settle contracts. Because so I posted this, um, Chris John, I think it was Chris Johnson that posted this. The comparables between the first and second line centers for uh, the most expensive two centers on a team. You got Getzloff and Kessler making $15.125 million. Yes, because they're older and they sign long-term deals. Back to have contracts. Kopitar and Jeff Carter in L.A. are making 15.272. Crosby and Malkin in Pittsburgh are making 8 po- 18.2. That's because Crosby has, doesn't make enough for what he's worth. McDavid and Drysaddle, of course, ones we always joke and laugh about, are $21 million. But in Matthews, Tavares now take the cake at 
$4 million. Now, one thing that we're missing... Is the fact that those two can play on their own, not Drysdale has to play with McDavid. You're right. <laughs> that was my point that I was going to make. Is that And where's Marner? And that is where it going, it's going to get interesting. So, I mean... Now, let's before we get fully into Marner here, because this is going to take a little bit for me to talk about Mitch. Yes, would I have liked it to be less? Absolutely. Anyone, like, I would love if Matthews could make it for $6 million. I love if Nylander could, be, could play for four. I'd love if Zach Hyman would play for 10 bits and coffee. Hey, you know what? I, I woke up this morning, and I was making our nephew, Joe, breakfast. I was making some, him some nice toast. And some you know, toast, I was like, some toast. I was like, gave him some little toast. No, little toast. You making some avocado toast? No, I made him some uh, peanut butter toast with raisins and cinnamon on it. But needs. Oh yeah, that that's that's a uh, good old Aunt Katie's specialty right over there. But yeah. needless to say, what about the avocado toast there in Big Shoots? It was delicious. <laughs> needless to say, follow me on Instagram to uh, look at avocado toast. If you want to look at basic, basic content, basic hashtag content, follow Alex on Instagram. Okay, Mister Tragically Hip. It's, oh my gosh, you were, don't even, un- okay, You're whatever. a basic hipster. Oh, Back to hockey. Right. If that's the, if that's the fan base name, sure, I am a hipster. Back to hockey. I hey, was like, you know what? Austin awesome, Matthews. He's good re- it'd, it'd be really nice if he made it for eight. Like I said, that would have been up. The contract would have been higher. And like, and it's, it's a hair. No, 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 I mean eight million. Oh my gosh, like you're talking Crosby. Yeah, I was like, you know, it'd be just okay, it'd don't be forget, really nice. Don't forget, when Crosby signed that contract at the time, 8.5. What did you want from the standings, by the way? I just want to see where Arizona is, just to joke. They just, are fifth in the Pacific with 23 points. What's the wild card? What's the wild card? Um, uh, pull that up real quick. This is our loading screen. <laughs> they are fifth in the wild card. Behind St. Louis, Colorado, Vancouver, points, and how many, Minnesota. How many points out? Um, Minnesota currently has. Who is the, no? Who is the last wild card spot? Uh, the ninth one. No eighth. Who's in eighth? In in the wild card. Who's the sec? Who has the second wild card spot, Alex? What are you looking at? Van- I'm looking at the wild card leader spot. Vancouver still in the wild card spot. Vancouver it. is second in the wild card despite losing last night. We'll talk about it. They have 54 points. They Arizona is only three points out. <laughs> The, the the race for the, the Western sec- Conference race is ridiculous because there's what six points between nine and ten or eight and nine in the East. Uh, Th- this is ridiculous. Man. Yeah, the second wild card spot. St. Louis still has a shot. Not just Chicago. St. Louis, who was supposed L.A. has a shot. The what? Well, yeah, L.A. currently has forty six points. They're only eight points behind the wild card spot. So it is super close and super ridiculous. But. Back to the Matthews deal. Edmonton has Sorry. a spot. Anaheim, Chicago. Oh, yeah, remember them. how they were supposed to like fold the team and all that? Oscar Clefbaum just got put off IR. So finally, a defenseman that can hold his own. No. Uh, Back to the farm. So, yes, I'd like Matthews to be cheaper, but let's be honest. The way that was the contract negotiations were going, and I think, yes, he's making more than JT, but then again, JT is a bona fide superstar, and Matthews is on his way to be in a bona fide superstar. Like right now, if you look at it from five years, like I said, at the end of this contract, if he keeps progressing the way he is right now, this 11.63 is going to look like a joke. Well, he's the franchise. They're going to talk about this contract the same way they talk about Wayne Simmons' contract. He's the franchise. Exactly. And they're going to they're build him to be. I hope Morgan Riley's still captain, but that's just my personal opinion. Well, you don't have to be the captain to be the franchise. Well, 
Well, in most cases, you do. However, I believe you're right. That Nathan, you're right. Nathan McKinnon's the franchise in Colorado, but Landis Cog's still the captain. I understand. Correct. But then again, Landis Cog was given that way too early. But that's just me. It's not like how it used this to be, where if, if, if you were the opinion. franchise, you had to be the captain with a number 19 on your back, and you were wearing a red Listen, sweater. I'm just saying, this is what we grew up on. Uh, so, going to, now, how does this affect Mitch Marner's contract? Because, can we sign him? Absolutely. You can make it work. Yes, you're, listen, mm. listen, I understand. You're going to have to figure out how to fit talent in. You are going to possibly risk either losing one of Brown, Hyman, Janssen, or does Gochase... Goche's not. No, Goche's an RFA, so it doesn't matter. Uh, he's an RFA in 2020. Janssen 21. is an RFA. Janssen has to be an RFA. Janssen, Kapanen, and Marner are all RFAs after this season, as well as Igor Oshiganov and Garrett Sparks. You're losing at least two of those. Actually, hold on. Well, yeah, I'm going to say two of those. What's Hutchinson making? Is he making less than a million? Uh, Hutchinson? You have to scroll down to the Marlies. I know. I'm going. I'm going. I'm going. I'm going. I'm going. I'm going. I'm, I'm going, okay? Michael Hutchinson is at $1.3 million with a UFA. He's a UFA next year. Okay, we're on, we're on Science Parks. <laughs> That's a lot of... I'm sorry. For this team now, it yes, you are looking at a massive cap crunch. And everyone says, it's a great problem to have. No, it's not. Because guess what? You're going to lose half these players. Look. Listen, I understand how an RFA works. We only you have must- four point. $3 million in cap space this year. That's not next year. You're, ha- you're, you're telling me, so we have 4.3. You're telling me we can get a bona fide superstar as a rental? No. So, listen, you Janssen's going to be a guy you want to keep. Absolutely. Kapanen's a guy you're going to have to talk down off this pedestal, but you're going to have to, okay? Because the rule is you have to give him 105% of the contract, of his current contract. Yes, and Kapanen is I think currently- it's 105 to 110. That's the minimum you have to give him. So you're looking at at least at least one million for each. Well, Beyonce's over a million right now, correct? Um, Beyonce's one one point oh two. No, Andreas Janssen? Yeah, he's at seven hundred eighty-seven thousand five hundred. What? He's still in his. He's still like way low. I thought he signed. For- he's still at seven eight seven five hundred. Going to cap friendly. I'm sorry. Arbitration got- eligible. Uh, yeah, everyone's ar- everyone's arbitration eligible. False. Uh, who am I looking? Who was I thinking of? Someone else signed for like one point something. I don't remember. Anyway, sorry. Hutchinson? No, he didn't. Sometimes I'm signing at least. So, because Andreas Janssen, he took that contract thinking, hey, I can make more next year. And he's really playing like it. He's His stock is going up through the roof. And Kaplan, of course, no question about it. Yes, since Matthews, since Nylander came back and he was taking off Matthews' line, his production has gone down. But he's still an effective player. He's still a guy that maybe it was Levo that was at one point three because I'm looking at no the, he made he made nine hundred grand because remember he signed the deal and everyone's like why because he because he just wanted to be a Leaf That's he just wanted to play for his he team. wanted to play for his gosh darn team uh, you may see I'll be honest it's gonna you're looking at it right now you have Goche for two more years at six seventy five. And if he plays like he did last night for more longer, that that's going to be a steal of a contract as well. Par Limholm, I'll be honest, he may be a guy, unless you get him for less than what he's making now, that could be a guy he may be out the door. Yeah, obviously Mitchell Myers. Well, because here's, here's the thing about Par Limholm. You, you don't want to get him, or you don't want to give him up for nothing. He's a UFA next year. I, here's he's, the, make, I, he's making ELC max. I don't. He's he's not. Here's the problem. Well, yeah, he's making ELC just because they, that's what they offered him, and you had. And if you wanted to bring, well, yeah, him, he's making to ELC bring him over. You're gonna have to offer him that. 
the my thing about that is you're going to have to look at it from a perspective of he's a guy you're going to have to consider not resigning. So I mean, you have to get rid of him, and for what? So right now they're at uh, what's their total? Their total for next year. I'm trying to look at it. Uh, for next year, they're looking at excluding all of the UFAs and RFAs. Um, oh god! Do they have the total? You know it's really bad. Oh, here we go. Sorry. No, Project- no, no. You know it's really bad when even if you're excluding all the UFAs and RFAs just for the forwards, your cap goes up. Just under four million dollars. They're at, they are at seven seventy one, almost seventy two million dollars for next season, and that now the Leafs are now. And listen, this is where we have to bite our tongue and swallow our swallow our words because we kept saying doesn't matter Oilers. It doesn't matter Oilers if the cap goes up, you'll still be in trouble. Well, now the Leafs are gonna be in trouble. You're gonna have if it does go up to eighty three like they're speaking, you're talking eleven million dollars to sign Marner, Kapanen. Johnson, a goaltender, because Hutchinson's a UFA, you said, right? He's UFA next year. So he's, wait, he's a UFA, you mean this summer or next year? This summer, like after this season. Okay, so that makes more sense. So now you're looking at... Well, here's another thing. Why why in good God and gracious do we have four goalies down with the Marlies? I mean, yes, I get it. Technically, Ian Scott is not necessarily a Marley, but he can play. He's you? he's eligible to play. Oh. He's a junior player. Well, because he's, uh, uh, I think it's because we can bring him up at the end of the season after the Prince Albert. Well, didn't he oh, just yeah. play the other night or whatever? No. Who are you thinking of? Or maybe it was, maybe it was Mc, McAdam. Yeah, McAdam ain't played. No, because Ian Scott's still with uh, Prince Albert. Hutchie, yeah. Hutchie's out the door. Eamon McAdam, maybe a guy you may just lose or whatever. Kaskiswo is going to be there still. Ian Scott probably will be back in the system. So you still have four, you'll still have four goaltenders. You'll need a backup. Now, I don't think Ian Scott's Ian Scott's not going to make it up. Let's be honest. I'm sorry, guys. He's not he's not going to come up next season. Not even close. No, not at all. Because let's be honest, Prince Albert is a one and done deal out there in the Western Hockey League. I'm sorry, Raiders fans. I spoke the truth. Well, but here's another thing, though. Like, just Ian Scott by himself is a goaltender that you're gonna have to develop just like we just how it was with Garrett Sparks Carrie Price and, and Garrett Sparks right now we're 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 questioning Garrett Sparks as it is so why would we Are take you sure I think we're all reasonable about him. so why would we take Garrett Sparks from like five years ago and then put him in the backup spot he played for Guelph he played for a team he played for a team in Canada Played for the OHL. It was a backup. He was a backup for the World Junior Team, not even a starter. Exactly. So I'm not, I'm just trying to go through all this here. So this. So let's get to Mitch Marner here. Like I said, defensively, you're looking at losing Jake Gardner unless he takes a massive pay cut. Ron Hainsey better be out the gosh darn door because you have defensemen down the Marlies. Yes, next year the Marlies may just be a brutal hockey team. I'm so if you want to, well, go, it doesn't matter. No, no, I'm saying. Oh, listen, listen. I'm trying to say this is because. There's, you're going to have to graduate a lot of young talent, a lot of talent that they're affordable. Because, like I said, Par Lindholm up front, you're going to lose Par Lindholm, and you're going to, you really, there's no question you have to sign Mariner, Kapanen, and Janssen. Just the talent pool that they have. Are you looking at maybe moving Brown and Hyman? I don't know. They're, you're you're going to get a little over $2 million off your cap, which, yes, doesn't sound like a lot, but for what the Leafs are going to have to, going to, have to spend for these other three players, you may have to. And it's 
painful. And and who knows? I mean, Marlowe's contract's unmovable. I, I think he's, he's got a full-scale no-movement clause. Well, you know what? I think out of this entire thing, there's one thing that can be said. What? Callie Rosen's the MVP. Oh, Callie Rosen's getting called up for sure. Well, no, yeah. No question about it. Not to mention, think of it this way. The dude takes 200... Actually, no, $175,000 pay cut. His extension for two years, $750,000, UFA in 21-22. He's the MVP in all of this. Players like that who just want to be on the team. Oh, you're looking at his pat. Okay, yeah. I'm, I'm looking at his contract right now. You're looking at his extension. Because yeah. he was given L- ELC and Max. Sandine's still down there and Lilligren. And I don't, want him, I don't want them to touch him. Leave them down there. Let them play. It's going to be tough. You need a right-handed defenseman. For, I'm not talking about this year. I'm talking about next year. I'm not. You don't need a right-handed defenseman. You just need a defenseman who can play on the right side. Like Jake Muzzin. Exactly. I. You know what? Clap bomb. Steve, hey, Steve Dangle made a really good point in the LFR today. Jake, the Jakes, Gardner and Muzzin. I like it. They do well. I like them a lot. In the, in the words of the hip ones nowadays, I ship it. You. I ship it. Nope, I'm not. That ain't going to fly. Oh, come Quit on. Quit trying to make fetch happen. <laughs> so, but Marner, back to the numbers for Marner. You are looking at 9, almost 10. That's your range, 9 to 10. Would you like it to be 9 and sit? Absolutely. It's going to be tough. Hey. Extremely tough. You're going to have to talk him down. I understand if you're his agent and you look at his numbers compared to Matthews, compared to other players that are making around 9 compared to players like Jack Eichel, who are game changers. However, would you rather have Jack Eichel or Mitch Marner on your team? Jack Eichel. It's a, it's a, but it's close, what I'm trying to say. It's close. Eichel's making 10, right? Or is it, is it eight, Somewhere around there. Is it 8 by 10 or 10 by 8? Nonetheless, the talent that these guys have, if you're going to do comparables, yes, Marner should be making 9 to 10. If Mitch Marner, and we said it before, we've said it, I don't know how many times, if Marner can sign for eight, eight, seven and a half, if we can keep okay, bringing well, the number Okay, up, Tyler, uh, what's, what's, what's Mitch Marner's number on, I, the, on the back of his sweater? You're thinking. No, no, what's the number on the back of his sweater? 16. 16, all right. He's going to make $1.6 million dollars for 16 no, seasons. No, 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 his number on the back of his jersey is 16. We're going right. to sign him for eight years, and he's going to make a total of $16 million. You think he's, <laughs> let's go. All right. Marner's not what, one of the one of the, the hottest the players of all time for eight yeah for sixteen years for th- so he's gonna be signed a thirty two million dollar thirty two million dollars that's a lot of money thirty two no, no. million dollars for sixteen years no he's gonna be signed to eight years I, I think sixteen million dollars I think there's total. actually a limit I don't think you can sign anywhere past eight no that's why I said he's gonna sign for eight years oh it's sixteen million dollars total for a grand total of two million dollars per year two AAV performance bonuses ten million dollars. <laughs> Hey, as long as it doesn't touch the cap, I'm fine with it. <laughs> he's got he's getting 85, 80 points a year, gets him two ten million dollar bonus. He's at seventy nine. Don't play him. We got twenty games left. Don't play him. <laughs> hey, think 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 of all the advertisements you could just no. Give I'm to these no, I know, but that's why I'm like, Marner has to see that, and Marner's got to be like, well, why is he? Yes, I, if you're Ma- if you're Marner, yes, if you see Matthews getting that much, you want you understand you're gonna get a little less, but. If you really, I'm not saying you want to be a. If you really want to be a Toronto Maple Leaf, no. If you really, really want, do you this want team, to win? Do you really want to win? And I'm just. Like, if I'm Kyle Dubas right now, I'm, I'm going to sit Marner down. I'm like, but I'm sure. But here's the thing. I think he tried to do that with 
with Matthews. I really do. I'm not Matthews saying, has too big a head. I'm not saying after after the modeling and stuff like that. Oh my gosh. I was like, hey. I'm saying, beforehand, I was like, hey, maybe we can sign it for less. And I was like, the Fried- modeling thing, and I was like, oh. Friedman and 31 Thoughts today made a really good point saying that this contract is going to send tremors across the league because now players can, young players who are talented can push back against the GMs, against the front office. Because a contract like this just simply shows the fact that, well, you're going to have contracts that are, are I don't want to say not bad contracts, but you can ask for more. Trevor which, Moore? No, because Trevor Moore didn't ask for a whole lot at all. No, he didn't. Which is... Smart boy. Well, then again, he doesn't really have a big sample size to go off of. Just, just, he looks good on the ice. Well, you know who also good on the ice? Jeff Finger. (laughs) Remember the guy... Okay. Jeff Finger, $4 million for four years in like the early... uh, Like 2010. And he ended up getting dumped to the Marlies because he was not worth $4 million. You're talking to the wrong guy. Yeah, no, anyways. Long story short, let's... uh, but with Marner, I'm you got nine to ten is reasonable at this point. Would I like it to be less? Absolutely. But same thing with Marner, or same thing with Matthews, same thing with Tavares, same thing with Captain. I want it to be less, but I want it to be less simply because then you can afford other players. That cap crunch next year is going to be tighter than anything, man. I, it's going to be tight. And Dubas says he we can, yes we can, yes we will. All right. So far, three out of four. You know who else also has a uh, similar kind of cap crunch? Hold on, are we moving on here? No, yeah. I, uh, well, well, yeah. Okay, um, I'm trying to think if I have any more points on this. No, I it's going to be hard. It's, it's going to be, be tough. And I'm glad Matthews got signed. I Listen, it's all. I only made a big deal of it because it happened before our show. <laughs> yeah. So I was able to actually, like, we can talk about this, like... It's very uncommon not, that we have not things... Not like three days, it'd be like three days later. Hey, guys, if you don't remember, on Tuesday, <laughs> signed yeah. a contract. But no, the sa- a similar team that kind of has the... Cap crunch, kind of like this, is the Florida Panthers. They don't have a cap crunch. They have a money crunch. They don't have a cap crunch. Well, they only have three million dollars in cap space. What? Yeah. Was I looking at this wrong? Mm, probably. Oh, right, because this hasn't through. Because you have know. to remember, even though Aaron Eckblatt, Keith handles six point three five million dollars. What is wrong with you guys? Michael Matheson is not worth almost five million dollars. Exactly. What does it take to be a GM in this league? The Florida Panthers, even though their highest paid forwards are only at five point nine, their money is spread out. That was a there's a steal. Johnny Huberto and Barkov through twenty twenty two for five point nine. Like, where's the cops on that robbery? But well, here's another thing though. They just added on a bit of money just four days ago when they got Derek Broussard and Riley Sheehan in the Penguins deal. And they gave up Nick Bugstad and Jared McCann for Derek Broussard. Bugstad's contract was pretty hefty. It was, which was good because... And Tinky Winky's only worth 2.1. Or I thought thought it was only 1.2. Or was it 2.1 or 1.2? And Broussard as well is $3 million, but they're both UFAs, so that goes off. Right. So that's 5.1 coming off next season. So you're trading away a heavy... Tinky Winky's not worth a million dollars in my eyes. That's just me. You're tra- Well, he's been playing really good, but then again, he well, also played for the Penguins. With, he's playing with Pittsburgh. He's, when you, it's, when, it's a when you get effect. tangled up on a ship and you end up on the line with Malkin or Crosby or Kessel, you're going to get a couple points now and again. But, that, but, but you're, you're trading away a hefty contract with Bugstad, you're picking up some UFAs, and you're also getting draft picks 
You got Minnesota's draft pick in that the fourth round. Gosh you got- darn fourth round pick. Dude, that thing has seen that trade is that that draft pick, that fourth round, can write its own Johnny Cash song. It could. I've been everywhere, man. I've yes, been everywhere. Yes, yeah. Tyler. Yes, we are aware. Well, some people are uncultured swine. <laughs> well, that's what we're here for. Exactly. We're here to culture you people. We're here to explain how to live. We are here to help. We're not here to tell you about hockey. We're here to help you. And you know who else helps? Hi, Billy Mays oh, here with... <laughs> Where is that supposed to go? With the fourth round pick. With the tenth, like ten years ago joke, ladies and gentlemen. Alex here. Still relevant. There's actually a guy in my school who actually looked like Billy Mays, and he dressed up as Billy Mays after he passed away. Dude, why not? It was kind of cool. It was kind of clever. I mean, he was about a foot taller and 300 pounds heavier, but hey, it was a good try. But getting back to the Panthers. Back to Florida. Bobrovsky and Panarin. Yes. Is there a spot for them? So there was a whisper on this. Larry Brooksy, good guy Brooksy. He's one of the guys I'm not friends with. Then again, he's from New York, and I don't talk to a lot of people out there. He he has the last name that I uh, refuse to be called by. Brooksy. I'm not Brooksy. Hey, my boy Brooksy, Adam Brooksy. I'm not ECHL your boy. All-Star. I'm not your boy. I'm your brother. No, no, no. My boy, Adam Brooksy. Brooksy. Well, you know Indy, what? Pro- plays for Indy Fuel. Ah, uh, yes. He's the coast. Boy. Hey, hey. All-Star in the coast. He, Hey, man. He's he's making a living playing hockey. You tell me when he makes the minor show. <laughs> if he makes... Dude, uh... Nah. Um, I won't get into that. He doesn't listen to us anyways. So back to... But listen, it's no joke that Panarin and his, and his team are not... They are not planning on re-signing until... There's no contract negotiated until after the season. Nope. Which pretty much means, hey, we're not going to sign with Columbus. They're going to look elsewhere. And teams and Panera Bread is going to Panarin is going to be able to buy Panera Bread with this. With the contract he's going to probably be getting up here. And Bobrovsky with all of his, you know, hoopla with torts and the coaches and not wanting to get back on the bench after getting pulled because the prima donna is uh, is very well documented. So obviously they're looking to move him. And the, the idea, what I remember I heard last time I heard, listened to the bo- last Bobcast was they're looking at seeing what Corpus Allo can do before they make it honest. Because they could, they're not a cup contender, but they could still make a decent run in the playoffs. They still right. have a very, very, they're, I mean, what, they're in the Metro right now? Yeah, they are currently, how they're sitting, they're one of the teams that you could make. You however, could, they would end you up. You could see them competing in the second round. However, they would have Washington again. Correct. And, and, that's, and that's where they get bumped. Because the Islanders are first in the Metro, right? They're just they're in that weird tier where well they've been in that not, spot all the, for the last few years. They've yeah. never they've been close enough. They can hey we can maybe be top and then no we're third in the division but still hey we're in a playoff spot. And where, that's there's that's just how the NHL tier system kind of works. And like they're good enough to get there, but they were I don't I don't want to say like the Sharks. They were like L A before they won the Stanley Cup. L A. L A. They were, they were like that. They were a very competitive team. They had Ryan Smith. Jonathan Quick was still mm-hmm. young. Andre Kopitar was just coming to his own. Mike Mike Richards had just gotten traded for. They didn't have Toffoli yet. No, they didn't have Mike Richards. I'm talking about like, like 08, 09. Way back when. 2000. You mean when Dustin Brown was relevant? Oh, so before, yeah. So when he won the cup. When anyway, Dustin Brown was the captain? When, who was the coach before I wrote about this? Um, coach, before Daryl Sutter came in. A very competitive team. Always made the playoffs. But didn't quite have enough to really go far. So, that's where Columbus is. However, you're going to be losing Bobrovsky for nothing. And there's obviously interest because I'm looking down, and the thing is is that if you do move a deal, because let's look at it. Luongo still signed through 2022. 
<laughs> yeah, that, that's ridiculous. Hey, but, do you know uh, Bobby Lou made a very good point after the Super Bowl? Uh, him and Brady are combined for six total championships between the two of them. <laughs> what? Roberto Luongo and Tom Brady are combined for six world championships between the two of them. He's so proud of him. Get it? Because Luongo hasn't won a championship yet. Oh, my Lord. Dude, if you don't follow his Twitter, I'm sorry. You're missing out. Dude, I don't care about Roberto Luongo. <laughs> He's wonderful. He needs to get out of the league. He's wonderful, dude. Hey, if he if he keeps drinking from that fountain of youth, go for it. Uh, I, that's why everyone's pointing at James Reimer being the, the pawn here in this deal. If if Bobrovsky does move, get traded down to Florida... He is three point four million dollars. So you actually be take you're losing, you're taking off what three, three point eight off your cap, losing Bobrovsky for Reimer, and you're getting a goaltender that could play that could split time with Corpusello. Looking for uh, no, uh, looking for James Reimer is going to be the starter on that team. No, I'm saying, but you could split him if you wanted to have the younger Corpusello because Reimer. I don't know if Reimer could play forty like fifty games like he. Like he was able to when he was the Leafs. Oh, I'm sure he can. Of course, then again, Reimer was never allowed to play by 50 games because we need Bernier. Or you know what? How about let's play Jaguar more? You know what? Gustin's groin's not that bad. I'm just going through timeline for him. I know. Not in order. But long story short, yes, Reimer would be a good fit in Columbus in terms of you can have a young, talented goaltender who needs to play more games to actually find his footing, Corpusalo. He's a good goaltender, skillful goaltender, however, has not played enough because he's been backing up Bobrovsky. Dominic Hashi was the same way, Alex. Don't forget, Dominic Hashi played in Chicago. His seat regular season with the Hawks was awful. He went over to Buffalo, started behind Grant Fear. Grant Fear fell off the cliff. Hosh started to play more and became a Hall of Famer. So I'm, and I'm not saying Corpus is going to be a Hall of Famer, but what I'm saying is if you want him to get better, you got to play more. So that's why having Reimer, they can split a little bit more, a little more evenly. Now, whether or not they'll be good after it, I don't know, because Bobrovsky can still steal your games. That's why him down with Florida. However, I'm not sure about the whole $11.7 million between Luongo and Bobrovsky. Well, here's another thing you have to think about, it, though. Did anyone ever, anyone questions? Any questions from the class about that rant and little schmeal? Any questions? Good, okay. They, <clears throat> the Florida Panthers are going to be giving, oh, excuse me. Oh, boy. They're going to be giving up a lot There's of people. something on your mic there. Hold on, let's get that out. There, there you go. Well, there wasn't anything on the that mic. You're being all, dramatic. A little upchuck there. They're losing a lot of people to UFA next year. Chris Weidman, who's down in the system. Uh, Bogdan Kisselvichekwamehameh. Where are you looking? <laughs> I'm looking down in their system. And also... Oh, my gosh, I forgot. Owen Tippett's... Oh, my gosh. Owen Tippett's going to play for the Panthers. They're going to be so good. Well, you're and... Buying, you're buying time, dude. Jamie McGinn is 3.333 repeating. That was That's going to be off the books. That was a cap dump. Yep. And UC Jokinen's buyout is coming off the books next year. Holy cow, I forgot about that too. Mhm. So, in theory, yeah. you're giving you have you have a lot of space. You have a lot of space well, that you're a getting. Lot. There's be- whispers that Mike Hoffman may be in play for this contract dump, or for the for the deal, because he's signed for only two more years at five point two, and that would open up a lot of space. Five point eight seven five, almost five, or five point one eight seven five. Excuse me, around five point two. People don't have enough hands and feet to count hands and toes, toes and fingers, whatever. Well, you got two. The of coffee's each. starting to wear off already. So, I agree. Yeah, but you only got two years of it, so that could be a buy for a team that's looking for scoring in the playoffs right now. Or a team that's close, and I'm there's a lot of teams right now that are on the fringe. We kind of talked about a little bit about last week that don't need that shouldn't have to buy. You They're, also have to remember though, Mike Hoffman has a modified no trade clause. 
Right, and that's, I just wanna make sure I have that, I wanna click that just to make sure what that entitles. Uh, is modified trade clause, list of 10 teams he cannot be traded to. So there's pretty much 21 teams I can go after him. But he has to submit that 10-team list. And which is pretty much going to be 10 teams that are not in a playoff spot right now. And out of those 21 teams, which of those teams are looking to get Hoffman? Uh, I'm going to take a look at the standings here. Well, it's, it's, not, the, it's not that fact. It's the matter of, like... Who wants know? to pay 5 point, Who has room for $5.2 million without having to move another key piece? That... Yes. Right, and whether or not Florida wants to take on that key piece. Right, that's where it makes it a little tricky for Florida. So, but in terms of Panarin, yeah, you could try to buy Panarin, but you're going to have to move a big piece to get it. If you're Florida, yes, you maybe want have want to have both. However, you got talent like Owen Tippett coming up, like I said, Mississauga, or not Mississauga, excuse me, got traded, got traded to Saginaw. And he Home did, of the spirit. It was a huge buy at the deadline, too. So I really think you don't need a forward. Goaltending, maybe, because, yes, Luongo is getting old. Father time is starting to catch up with him. But then again, by the time Luongo's contract up, is going to be on the back end. So it's a, it's, a, it's a gamble. It is a gamble. Yeah. Talking about goaltending. Yes. Your, your, uh, your little... My boy. Your little boy. Not, not my boy, but... The heart. Oh, your heart, your soul. He is my heart and soul. Carter Hart, I chastised the Flyers for the move when they brought him up. After they fired, fired Hextall and they brought him up, they, I said it. I said it, Alex. I said it. I'll admit it that I said it. It's you want to get going to it? It's too early. Too early to bring the kid up. Let him get find his footing. He was not doing enough in the American League. Why are you trying to bring him up now? Oh, boy, was I wrong. Let's, the Philadelphia Flyers have won eight straight hockey games after last night's defeat of Vancouver. And Carter Hart... Played phenomenal. He's won seven of those eight games. Anthony Stolarz played good in his one game as well. But Carter Hart has, has become the heart of the Flyers. Is he the next guy for Philly? No. Is he the is he the best goaltender Philly's had since Hextall? I don't know. It's so dang early. Don't forget, Patrick Aleem went 14-0-2 with Pittsburgh in 97. Hey. So I'm not going to get too far. I'm not going to buy into it too much because we've seen it before. My, my counter-argument to your, to your eight straight wins for Flyers is how many teams right now have been on streaks? Losing streaks and winning streaks. Well, Buffalo is out of a playoff spot right now, and they won 10 straight. So Philadelphia is no special case. Well, they're, how many points are they out of? They're way out of... I know they're way out of the playoffs. So this is not saying, oh, the Flyers are going to come... No, they're not. Okay, guys. Let's let's shoot that. The Philadelphia... The Hurricanes have a better chance of getting back before Philly does. The Philadelphia Flyers are currently five points out of a wild card spot. Oh, well, well that... Well, uh, well... It's Buffalo hard. is three points out. Carolina is three points out. Philadelphia is five points out. New York is only seven points out. Only seven. Okay, that's so far. So three points between eighth and ninth. So long, but okay. Maybe could if they keep on this run, they'll have a chance. I mean, that's this is why the perfect time of year to get a good run in. Because you catch a couple teams sleeping. Chicago, for example. Philly, another. I'm not saying they're going to make it, but look at Carter's numbers. His first nine starts in the league. He goes three, five, and one. Yeah, well, that's not that good. But look at the other numbers. It's a 2-3-3 goals against average and a 9-2-1 save percentage. And then in this last in this seven games, 2.43 goals against average, yes, a little high, but a 9-3-4 save percentage. The workload is increasing. But he's so comfortable. And his game last night against Vancouver, against a 
of daunted offense in Vancouver. He shuts They're the door. They're not too great. Okay, you look at some of the teams, though, that they've played over the last, and they have... They, like, I will admit, play, Vancouver they, is a better-than-average team. Right. They have talent, However... But he sh- he shut them down. I, uh, if I, do I have the stats from the game last night? Da, 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 da. Well, he stopped what was 40, the final score four, of that game? 3-1? Uh, to one? No, 2-1. to one. He stopped... All right, here's the last few couple games. He stopped 42-43 against Vancouver. Saturday night against Edmonton stops 44 of 48. Uh, stopped 25 of 27 against Boston. No, not too much. 32 of 33 against Winnipeg. 35 of 37 against Montreal. 42 of 45 against Boston. The kid's on a roll. He's And it's not like they're playing. Like I said, they're not playing weak teams. Even less, yes, Edmonton's in there, but you're playing Boston. Playing Win- you played Boston twice. He beat Boston twice. Beat Winnipeg. Beat a streaky the Montreal Flyers team. beat Boston twice. But Carter Hart has stood on his head. He has not, with the exception of the Edmonton game where he had four goals, he's in this stretch, he's only given up, in the last one, two, three, four, five games, has given up two or less goals. He has been a game changer. And what, like I said, it's just a start. It's a, it, The NHL is not a sprint, it's a grind. Now, whether or not Philly makes it in this year, I doubt it. Next year will be the telling tale of Carter Hart's for real. Because the sophomore slump is legit. We've seen it before, and we'll see it again. Right. I mean, it's so that's why I'm like, okay, let's see how Pedersen does next. And it's also an, another fact of he is going to have help. It's not like he's just out there by himself. It's going to be interesting, though, because Radko Gudis got to spare. Well, that's it. You're looking at if Radko Gudis doesn't get traded. You're, you're still going to have Reem. I really you're, hope you're, you're in Van Reemsike. You're still going to have Giroux. I'm talking on the mm-hmm. defensive end here. Oh, uh, okay. Well, he's <laughs> He's got some. Well, you're giving up 48 shots to the. Well, I guess the Oilers aren't. The 48 shots make sense. I'm going to look at their roster here just to make sure. But it, another token to that is how many of those shots are up and close. You're right. I didn't look at the full analytics. But still, consistency is what we're talking about here. Exactly. Because don't so forget, consist- Ben Scriven's first game in Edmonton was a, what, 60 some odd safe shutout against San Jose. How many times did he do that in his career? Once, that game. That's what I'm saying. It's like, it's having him play We'll see what happens. You can't, you can't, it's only been how many games now? Andrew McDonald's on for another year. Gosper for a few more years. Gudis for one more year. Ivan Povarov's an RFA. Oh, that's going to be some great contract right, talk right there. And yeah, that's going to be. It's only been a little bit of time. Like it's Carter Hart, give him time. I don't, I don't want to hear. Ooh, he- Travis Konechny's an RFA. That's going to be. I, I really don't want to hear Carter Hart's doing. Well, he's doing great. He's, he's doing, doing great, absolutely. He's doing and now great. that we talk However, about it, he's going to go on a five-game losing streak. <laughs> good. We just said it. Hey, good. You want to know we're why? Gonna humble, we're going to give Philly that nice size of humble pie. How does this affect the teams I like? It's good. It's goodis? Ooh. Thank you very Ooh. much. It's gouda cheese goodis. But in that game last night, Vancouver lost. They also not, lost. Not so goodis. Not so goodis for the Canucks. They lost one of their top defensemen. Guy I always make fun of, Alex Edler, who's actually been playing pretty good lately. So he's it, out. He's out with a out, out like a light. Uh, he's out with a conky. So the game out last like night. Out like a light. Uh, I'm gonna have to quick pull it back up here because I'm just curious to see what happened, who he ran into. So it wasn't. Uh, a, it wasn't. It wasn't a ran into. Sorry, kind of no, thing. he just he got, got tied up. So Voracek's going to the net. It's halfway the third period. Philly's up. You know, and they're gonna go on to win. Edler gets his skate, his stick lodging. Voracek skate on a rush. Voracek skates by. Edler doesn't see that his stick's tied up, and then his stick gets yanked on, and he forgets to let go of the stick. 
Yeah. And he has a firm grip on it, and he gets his he gets taken out. His arms go with it, so he has nothing he, to he break. Got, he got ripcorded. He got ripcorded. He's got nothing to support himself, and face first into the ice. Ow. And he was face down for quite a bit. Uh, yeah, he got the he got uh, knocked a little. He uh, got knocked the got, heck out. He was stretchered out, uh, conky for. They're saying only for a week, which means. No, <laughs> which means he's probably going to have a concussion for a week, but he's going to have symptoms for a little bit. You don't, at a fall like that. Alexander Edler is going to be out for a week, like no w- way, no how he's going to come back. And then from there, he's probably going to be a day-to-day. Right. For, he's going to be on IR for sure. There's no question about it. You don't, if he's not put on IR here, because then he opens up a roster spot at least. Right. Exactly. Which I know they, I know up, they, I know they caught up, called up Breezewa. And I didn't quite read so far into this. I'm going to take a quick look here just to make sure I'm right on this. Because, uh, so Michael DiPietro gets called up on emergency basis. Michael DiPietro, the Canadian World Junior goaltender, Ottawa 67's goaltender. He was called up. Oh, here we go. Thatcher, so they had a, I must have had a backup last night. Because Thatcher Demko reportedly suffered a lower body injury during a pregame skate yesterday. Great. So... Fantastical. DiPietro is called up for emergency purposes, and I don't even know who their goaltenders are down. Oh, Rich, okay. So, one of the three goaltenders currently, this is coming from, let me just make sure, uh, from Sportsnet. The three goalies in Utica, for Utica, the AHL affiliate, Richard Bachman is the only one signed to an NHL deal. However, he, saw, he suffered in a season-ending injury to his Achilles tendon in December. Oh, boy. Yay! So they're kind of just waiting to see. Uh, and, of course, remember, they had Mike McKenna for 35 seconds. Yeah. But now they have to bring up DiPietro, which he is signed to a, a contract. They did sign him to a contract so they could do this. Yes. And which means now you have in the league Carter Hart from last year's Pro Junior team and Michael DiPietro on the other side. I'm just saying if Jacob Markstrom gets lit up next game for the Canucks, do it. Go for it. Throw the kid in there. I'll sink or swim, buddy. I mean, yes, he's going to go back to Ottawa when Demko heals up. Well, obviously he'll swim because he's a Canuck. And they're... And they're, uh, they're he's a whale. It's a whale, yes. It's, it's, it's a, a whale. whale. It's a whale. It's a whale. Wait, not... Okay, now I guess... In comparison to the stupid trivia question of what NHL team's logo used to be a hockey rink. I'm sorry, but that Vancouver logo oh, was not a oh, hockey Oh, they play rink. Washington tonight. In Washington, oh boy. All right, so this is what's going to happen. Michael DiPietro is going to get put in somehow, some way. going to get lit up for six because... I'm and to... then Alexander Ovechkin is going to light up a clap bomb from wherever the heck he wants, and he's going to destroy DiPietro pockets Mikhail's head. I, dude, I... I kind of, I'll be honest, I kind of want that. I, I don't know why. You I, want Ovechkin to put no, 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 DiPietro out? I want you DiPietro. sick son of a gun. I wasn't listening. I was, no, I'm saying I want DiPietro to get him because I, I just want, I want it. I want it, man. Of course you are because you're a I goalie. Wanna, I wanna you want see. young goalies to get a chance. Right, exactly. That's what I want. Oh, dang. Because remember I was telling how last week I was the Capitals, they lose one more game. If they give up six more goals, they're like the worst team ever. Yeah, yeah, they. I, yeah, I looked at the stats and uh, it's not right. Anyways, yeah. talking about the Capitals. Talking about the Capitals. So Friday night, Washington beats Calgary for the second time this season. Good for them. Hey, they got it. Four points against one of the top teams in the league. And now let me set if up I, the situation for nine you. Nine months ago, if I said that, people would laugh and slap me. Now let me sit, set up the situation for you. 
The score is 2-1 to one in the favor of the Washington Capitals. Late the, in the game. Late in the game. Actually, at the end of the game. Goaltender pulled. 6-V5, if I remember correctly. Uh, and now, let's just give some context here. Battle in front. Matthew Kachuk and Brooks Orpik. Yep. Brooks Orpik gives a shot to Kachuk. Mm-hmm. Goudreau, who is going to the front of the net for some reason, gives Orpik a cross check too. Puts him down to his knees. Gets right back up. Play continues. Goudreau gets a couple of chances there at the end. And buzzer goes. Buzzer goes. And Backstrom hits him. Backstrom wrecks Goudreau into the boards. And well, it doesn't wreck him. He hits him, and oh, then yeah, okay. Goudreau goes off his feet. You're right. And don't forget, Goudreau's 150 pounds. Yeah, so, he, he's a light boy. So it got a little, and then of course, fight ensued. Good. Good stand for the team. A scruff. Uh, well, there was a couple of fights. Uh, Kachuk got in with Orpik because, well... Because Kachuk. Because Kachuk. Uh, there was another wrestling match. I think Elias Lindholm was in there as well. Goudreau did end up going for Backstrom. Mike Smith apparently was on the bench yelling at Holtby to get away or he was going to jump on the ice. I swear to Jesus, if you touch one of my get boys... Get out of there! It's get a, that lamb out of here! He was going to go after Holtby. I, I wasn't kidding you. Because Mike Smith is crazy and he'll do that kind of thing. And I really liked... The way, but sorry, back to the thing. Back to, back to the situation at hand, because we are on a limited time schedule I here. I don't like, I yes, and I understand it's bang, bang, heat of the moment, back from it, but I'm, uh, I just don't. It's hard, tough play. It's a tough play, and it's so close to the buzzer, and I know you say, but you couldn't hear the whistle, but I'm like, you saw the green light, you heard the horn, he did it anyways, and I'm just, I don't think. You, you don't like it. I don't like how the fact that there was nothing, not even a Fine. Like, they give fines over dangerous trips or whatever. Not even a fine for... It was a boarding, let's be honest. He put him three feet away from the boards into the boards. It's technically boarding. I understand. And I understand you can't really assert a penalty. You can't actually assert a penalty. It won't really affect either way, but it, it does go on record. My thing about it is... Well, that- here, here's another thing about it. When Backstrom hits him, Gaudreau goes back first into the boards. Right. And he did it's, get up, and he's fine. It, and he's... That's why... And it goes back to what I've said in past episodes. The reason why there's not going to be a fine, why there won't be a suspension, is because, the only reason, Johnny Hockey's not hurt. Thomas made a really good point. We were calling a game this week, and we are watching Western play Davenport. A couple, couple times in the game, good hard, hard physical checks into the boards from behind. Mm-hmm. Player didn't go down, player didn't get hurt. No call. And Thomas made a very good point in the broadcast. He said, it's a pet peeve of his. Checking from behind or not. They only call it when someone goes down, and it may, and I, and I told him I could not agree more. We said it, it's oh. just like in 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 uh, soccer slash football wherever you are. But it, there, there's this thing called advantage. Advantage advantage plays on. Right. If it's unless it's an egregious tackle. Right. They the play keeps moving. If you straight up Wayne Rooney drop kick the guy in the back of the leg. Yeah. Because that's what Rooney does. That's if, another story. But needless to say, it's another the, story. You got twenty of them. It's the fact that Gaudreau did not get hurt, and you're right. If all thing, was all down, things considered, we had to get up. Everyone dogpiled on top of him. Sheesh. Right, but I, I know you personally don't like it because it is after the play and such and such. But I'm glad there was a response. If nobody had done anything, right. I would have lost. Well, like when Brett Hitchy hit. Uh, well, let's hear. Let's see Gullagoski what we got here. Last night, sorry. Um, Brooks Orpik got it into it with Kachuk, and it looks like. Uh, Carlson got Carlson's in. punching someone. He in the got head. into it with 
Elenholm? Wasn't Elenholm? No, Gr- Carlson got in with Goudreau? No, Goudreau no. was in there with Backstrom. Goudreau, Goudreau got up and was like, I'm going to fight him. What's What What number was that? It's 20 I'm trying to find Lindholm. it. Oh, do we want to mention how Lindholm straight up duked out Carolina with the Viking clap on Sunday? Oh, man. Take it. You traded me, guys. Dun, dun, tch. Dun, dun, tch. Oh, no. That's, uh... Wilson was also in there. Oh, well, yeah, Wilson was in there. Wilson dogpiled and dropkicked some, not dropkicked, sorry, body slammed some guy to the ice. Oh, well, he also gave, gave a straight elbow. 28, it looks like. I don't know who oh, that's that. Lindholm. That's Lindholm. Oh, yeah. So, Tom yeah. Wells, that's a Don Cherry 4. Scrum and Zoo. Stuff happened. Not too bad. Uh, Personally, not a, your big fan of, but. I don't, I'm just, yeah, you know, I'm just glad. Hard that play. Well, uh, well, for they example. They played to the end of the whistle. There you go. No, but like, well, I'm just talking about like Brett Ritchie last night for Dallas runs goal against Vermont. He gets kicked out of the game, but nobody responded for Arizona. I'm glad everyone for Calgary responded. Right. And if they played in Calgary, there would have been fans jumping on the ice, going after Backstrom, throwing stuff at him, saying, we don't need a new arena. We just need new glasses to support us because we're going to jump over the glass and bait the holy heck out of this guy. They're called Roughnecks for a reason. Or Rough Riders, should I say. Rough Riders. There you go. No, and Roughnecks. No, that's, no, that's Saskatchewan. And Roughnecks. No, they're the stand. No, the Calgary, Calgary Roughnecks. Roughnecks and, and, and They're Roughnecks and Rough Riders. They're rough Riders rough. are in Sasky. That's a Saskatchewan. People in Calgary are taking offense to that, Alex. Oh, who cares? Uh, good thing we're not in Calgary, Alex. People be knocking on the door asking questions. Well, you know what? If you are in Calgary and you finally listen to this episode, welcome. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the if show. If you want to talk to us and tell me that I am a you-know-what out of you-know-where, use the hashtag TKP. Talk to us on social media, at the Keel Podcast. Follow us on Twitter, at TJKU29. Or, if you want to just look at a quote-unquote basic... Basic! Instagram, at the Real Alex Keel. Or if you want to see our little preview video... Not preview videos, just my Instagram too, but my Instagram's not popular. Say TJKU29. At TJKU29, that one. Same thing. But yeah, same thing as my Twitter. Hasht- hashtag TKP. I'm a very simple man. I don't change my name at all. At the Keel Podcast. My name's the same. On that note... Is that a G flat? <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'll take Is it. Is it an F flat, Tyler? No, no, a G flat would be an F sharp. We're not getting into the time. We're not doing that again. We're not doing that. Elvis' guitar broke down on Friday and face. That's how I know what they are. Flats and sharps and sharps and flats. Sharp as a bowling ball. Flat as flat as Pop and McDonald's. Who gives us not anymore? Thank you so much for listening. For Tyler Keel, because he is in a mental breakdown what? right now. What? I'm not in a dot, 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 dot. You ran out of coffee. You're in a mental breakdown. We will see you next time. Goodbye, everybody. Bartender. Hit me.